Hey guys, welcome to the Live, Live, Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Kinsler, and today I have uh, coach Matt Lyle. He is uh, a baseball coach. He's coached, uh, he's a father of five. I think I'm right when saying father of five. He's got a dog, uh, Bull Mastiff. Um, he is the most followed, just hit over a million followers on all social platforms. I've seen that recently. Uh, and he is an author of this book. I actually just got you last week, which is quite funny, but also quite scary that these, some of these things happen. Um, so Matt, firstly, uh, thanks for being on the show. Um, I think that we can get a lot of insight. Uh, mm-hmm. I followed you, I think it was about three, four years ago when a friend of mine posted one of your posts and it was about, um, a parent, uh, it was a, one of your posts about pushy parents. And then I started following you on Facebook. Um, and then just ever since then, it's always been um, something like you always post and, and show up in regards to kids being, having better attitude, better character, parents acknowledging that sport can, still needs to be fun. So you, you've, you've played, like, I know you, you played, like, obviously baseball, but you also played football. You played a bit of basketball in your younger days. Uh, and coached uh, again multiple sports but when it comes to youth what in your what kind of what in your opinion is most essential to athletic development for even like saying like younger kids between six to ten and then kind of teenagers where would you feel that kids need to spend more time yeah I mean I think it depends on the sport a little bit but it just it's we really need to work on athletic development. You know, just, you know, I work with hitters in baseball, which is a very technical, you know, uh, thing and, you know, versus other sports uh, where maybe it's not as technical. And so uh, you have to be, have a very efficient swing uh, when you play baseball or softball or cricket and something where you're swinging a bad rotational uh, movement athletes. And so um, for me, uh, just being really good athletes. And I think, like I said, I, in high school, I, I did baseball, basketball, football, and I ran track. And I just think that those things helped me to be able to cross over across other paths. I was just, a, I was just a good athlete. And I think that helped. And I think, you know, I think for high schoolers and above, you know, 13, 14 years old, uh, you know, I think the biggest gains are made in the weight room and strength and conditioning. Mm. Uh, and for us, you know, at the college level, especially as a freshman come in, you know, I, I think everyone for the most part is trying their best in regards to their practice plans and, and, and their technical skills. And there's some, there's some differences here and there, but to me, I always tell college athletes, the biggest gains that you can make if you as a team and in your sport uh, is in the is in the weight room uh, because I think again just being stronger faster more athletic can help you to do the more technical tasks better if we ask athletes to do very technical um, t- tasks uh, you know, uh, and they can't they just can't do them because they're not they don't have the, st- the stability or the mobility yeah. to do those things uh, and for like example in hitting you know hitting is about uh, creating hip hinge being able to hinge well, like in a deadlift position and being able to maintain that posture through the swing. Same thing with golf. So we spend a lot of times working on hip hinge and what we call side bend and maintaining posture. Well, you know, as baseball coaches, we're, we're doing all these drills to do these things, but if the athletes don't have the mobility or stability to do these basic movements, it just makes it more difficult. So 
just creating better athletes uh, is my answer to, yeah. to being able to be a better um, sport developer. Um, I know I, I 100% agree. And I know America in America, you are well ahead of the game in regards to high school kids get a weight room for pretty much most sports, if I'm right. In Ireland, it's so like you don't really get the weight room till you're professional which mm -hmm. you've already created your bad habits. And when we used to do, we do uh, strength and conditioning camps with uh, a basketball uh, company uh, who runs camps for uh, uh, some of Ireland's best and which Ireland's best is they're, they're brilliant players. But again, we don't have the best um, standard in regards to the world of basketball, but uh, the, the coach from um, North Carolina, Mike, he was always, always saying the same thing. It's like, he's very good, but you have no meat, you have no armor. You've no strength. You need to become stronger, and the only way to become stronger is get some strength and conditioning, and also uh, help with injuries. Um, so I, I'm 100, and that, that's a lot of the stuff that we do here is teaching kids to become competent, to build their confidence through movement and making them strong, both physically and mentally. And for athletes, I think it's essential. But for kids that don't play sport, who aren't naturally talented to play sport i think that when they learn how to move their body they can go into sport then and actually enjoy something that they might have given up on in early years which which happens we see it all the time um but it's just part of i suppose people still kind of look at weight training i suppose as uh not good for kids or not good for youths and sport is the sport is still king in regards to development, uh, like a kind of exercise, whereas you can do an awful lot more. And I think you can get a little bit more bang for your book from all avenues with kids and teens if you have them doing some sort of physical fitness. The way it used to be, you know, like climbing rope, the horse jumping, all that stuff, which very few people do anymore because um, yep. you, you get sued or something will happen, <laughs> something will happen to you. Um, well, one of the things that I like about uh, and you, you, in a lot of the shows you've done on YouTube, you you kind of you, you get across the same point in regards to character and um, hard work. And you've even said it about your own kids, like even if they're doing multi sports, that if you're doing a sport, you're giving it a hundred percent and you're going all in. But Makana, and then you you also mentioned about keeping a fun. Out. At what age does fun have to take a back seat? in sport do you think or do you find um like i like I, I i know it's getting younger and younger coaches are pushing or parents are pushing athletes it's, it's more serious at a younger age um but where would you see where like would it be 16 or 17 where a child would have to kind of make a bigger decision on sports uh being more more serious if you get what i mean yeah i know what you're meaning uh you know i would say never in the sense of not being fun i mean i, I work with a lot of professional athletes and you know if, if you were to watch a practice session you probably see a lot of uh joking around i i do a lot of terrible dance moves uh, with, if there's music playing in the batting cages so we keep it very light and fun yeah. but at the same time and it's, it, it is a tough balance for a lot of coaches and parents is that at the same time, we create these standards and expectations and demands that say, this is what is required to have success at this level. So we're going to have fun uh, trying to accomplish those things. But in those 
moments, like there's, it's going to be very challenging and difficult. And there's going to be moments that it's hard and we're going to push you to do things, but we're still going to find ways to have fun in as much as we can in those things for, for example, uh, my son goes to a weekly soccer training right now where uh, they gamify and everything really well. And they do all these tests with the iPad and timing. And so a ball will shoot out at him. Soccer ball will shoot out and he has to, you know, stop it and kick it into one of these holes. And it'll tell you how long it took you the ball to get from there to there. And and then the hole, and it'll say like 2.8 seconds, 4.7 seconds. And in my 10 year old son, I noticed that he actually really enjoys going to soccer practice now because even though they're working hard, they're finding a way to gamify it, make yeah. it fun, measure it. And my son really responds well to, you know, the, the gamify uh, metrics side of it. You know, he, he loves Fortnite and these video games and, you know, he, he keeps stats. So I just think that if you can always find ways to incorporate or gamify fun whether and to some degree, I think it can be done uh, forever in the game. I just think at some point, uh, hopefully we've made this fun environment for kids to thrive in at some point, let's say it's 13, 14 years old, maybe, maybe a little bit uh, later, the conversation has to be changed to asking what does the kid want? Mm-hmm. And if the kid says, I just want to have fun and play the sport, then that's fine. Let's keep doing that thing. But if my son or daughter comes to me and says, dad, I want to be a professional or dad, I want to go play at the college level. And I want, I want to, I want to play on the varsity team or the best team. Then I'm going to tell them, this is what it takes to do that. This very difficult road. We've got to get in the weight room. We've got to do all these things. You've got to work on your technical skills and you can't do it once one hour a week. It's going to take, uh, you know, maybe two hours a day, whatever that thing is, we're going to create that. And then, I'm going to hold them to that standard that they said they wanted to do. And at some point they may say it's too hard. I don't want to do it. And as parents, you just got to figure out, you know, how do we push them through some of the challenging roadblocks, but how do we also let them say, you know what, dad, I thought I wanted this thing. And you know what? I I want to do music instead, or I want to do engineering or, or something else. And then as parents, we have to be okay with that and say, you know what? that they had a great run. They did, they did, they got to do it for 15 years, 17 years. And so, uh, you know, I think it's challenging as a parent or a coach, uh, but I think the more we listen uh, to our kids and what they really want in their hearts, and instead of dictating what they should be doing and want to do, uh, I think that uh, process is a lot better. Yeah. We, we have like with our kids and teens program, it is, it's general strength and conditioning. Some of them are playing sports, some of them aren't playing sports. Um, as some have showed interest in competing in Olympic lifting or competing in powerlifting or competing in CrossFit or doing something along those lines or going into a higher level in their sport. And as I always say to them, is like, there is, you should be enjoying what you're doing, but when you want to take it seriously, a little bit more seriously, it's a different conversation because you have to change your training and you have yes. to commit a little bit more and you have to sacrifice a little bit more. Um, and like I have, I have a six-year-old now, He's playing like, well, I don't know if you know, like a Gaelic football in Ireland is the Irish. Uh, it's our own national sport. Uh, nice. He's been doing that for about eight months. And he's now he wants to play basketball. No, I played basketball. So I'm like, yeah, let's play basketball. Um, so, but I'm like, we're going to finish out the season. And then we'll go for a basketball camp, see how we go. And if you like five days of it, then we'll, we'll, we'll find a team and get you on a team. 
he's also showed interest in Brazilian jiu-jitsu because he's seen it on YouTube. I'm like, okay. And I, I like I know you you speak about kids playing multi-sports, and I like I want to I want him to try, but I've never wanted him. I, I'm always kind of like, what would, would you like to play that? Yeah, okay. Well, let's see if we can find somewhere and we'll go play and see if you like it. And if you like it or don't like it, and kind of one of my things is. I don't care what you do once you're doing something that's keeping you healthy because yep. um, it, it, you see it too often. And this is supposed to lead into the next question when it comes to uh, specialization of kids in a young age. And I know you talk about that a lot. And I've, I've personally seen it where kids age 12, 13 are burning out and they're quitting sport, uh, primarily females. Uh, it tends to be a little bit more from, from just my experience. Um, and part of it, I think, is kids are winning from the age of 8 to 12. They're winning, they're winning, they're winning, and then something happens and they start slowing down or other kids start catching up, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you're not winning anymore. And I, I suppose that's a hard, hard thing to take when you are the best, you're number one, you're going places, and then it's like, actually, no, you weren't that good, it's just other kids weren't as developed as you then. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, in the, in the United States, we, we created this problem. Um, we, we pretty much killed uh, multi-sport athletes because kids are specializing uh, so much nowadays that um, you almost have to specialize in order to, to uh, keep climbing the ladder uh, to a degree. Now, I, I know you know some of these athletes that I've come across that some of these athletes is that we have, there are athletes who are incredible, we call, I call them freaks of nature athletes who they can play five different sports and they're still going to make it to the top of the food chain because yeah. they're just incredible athletes. I would say that be, in the United States, like for me, I was a good athlete. I was not an incredible athlete. So I was able to play these four sports and I still had an opportunity to play college uh, in two sports. But if I had played in 2022 versus 1996, it would have been a lot different. For me, I never specialized and I think uh, that, that may have been the diff would have been the difference between me playing at a high level and not if I had chosen to specialize and had done that. So I think because we've gone so crazy over the specialization thing across the world, especially in the United States, what has happened is now you kind of have to specialize if you really want to move up that rank. Now I'm not talking about eight years old or 10 years old or 12 yeah. years old, but you know, 13, 14, uh, if you say, Hey dad, I really want to be a professional baseball player. I want to be a professional basketball player, whatever this thing is or college, uh, you know, but you also love these other four sports, you know, just so you know, every other kid that's that that's wanting to do that, they are practicing that sport year round, 365 days there and seven days a week. And so you're we, we're killing the specialization because the, the specialized I mean, the specialized training has become so intense that the athletes who are just enjoying multi-sport athletes, they're 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 just not able to keep up with those. So, um, you know, I would say at some point, you know, I, my kids, uh, my three youngest are eight. 10 and four right now, you know, I want them to play every sport that they love. If, if you yes. like it, let's do it with lacrosse, basketball, we're doing soccer and baseball. We're doing all the sports, but my hope is that, you know, around 13, 14, you know, um, I want to try to help them find maybe the one sport that they really want to focus on. Or if they say, Hey dad, I just like playing these, all these sports and it's fun. And I, you know, when I go to college, I'm not, I don't, I don't really want to play then cool. I'm on board for 
you know, let, let's do as much fun stuff as possible, play as many sports. But uh, I, I just think we've kind of created this issue, uh, this problem that you kind of do have to specialize unless, again, you're, you, you recognize that you're just an incredible uh, freak of nature athlete. Yeah, and I, I I do I do think that like as, as you age you will you will just get a little bit old. Uh, you will just kind of find a sport that suits you a little bit more um, as part of just growing up. You'll just gravitate towards one sport. You'll have more friends in that sport probably, and that's where your social circle is. Um, and I I just think that like it is a, a kind of an eventuality. Um, but the likes of like as you say, like you're you're playing sports year round. Like we we've we have some athletes and they're playing for they're playing a, a single sport, but they're playing for three different age groups in that sport. And then when they're not when they're in their off season, they're in camps or specialized programs to help them. And I'm like, when are you gonna rest? Um, because when you don't like you, you can't like it's like saying like you're you're gonna keep loading weight every day and you're never gonna you're never gonna plateau. You, your body has to come down off the weight. It has to, it, it's like weight training. Like if you take weight training, you have to have deload in sports. You have to have deload. Um, otherwise you like injury, burnout, injury, all that stuff happens. And I, I find it, 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 it frustrates when I see it. Cause I've seen it a few times <clears throat> in some kids that I've coached, I've seen kids get broke. Um, one girl in particular got, severely broke because she was pushed and she was brilliant pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed till her knees gave way and mm. now she doesn't play anymore and you're like that's sad 17 barely like i don't even i don't even know if she's on a club team anymore um yeah but yeah and it's, fair, it's fairly it's fairly common to be honest with you i mean i think that uh it, ha- it happens more and more and more often than you know we'd like for sure yeah um one of the things, like again, I there's there's so much content on your channel, and if anyone is listening, please you can check it out because especially if you're a coach or a parent. Um, but you 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 talk a lot about um character uh for athletes and that even over the exceptional athlete that you're you're willing and other coaches that you've spoken about are willing to cut a player based off their character. And I know there was one specific one that you spoke about people with social media. Um, and if their content isn't great or it's, uh, they're current, like they're doing like silly things on, they could lose their spot based off their character and their attitude. Um, how, what, like, obviously that's something that you're, you're, you're very kind of, you, you speak about a lot, but how do you help athletes build that character? Is it something that you pre- like deliberately work with or is it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think as as a as a coach, if you coach a team or athletes, I think you have to figure. And as parents, if you're listening, you know the the whole point of athletics, at least youth athletics and beyond. It to me, I mean, we're talking about you know less than one percent of kids, way less than that, are going to play professionally and make a living out of this thing. And as much as parents think that the percentage is higher, the percentage is very very low. So. The goal of youth sports is and high school athletics is not to play professional sports. This is not the goal. The goal of sports, especially team sports, is to teach life lessons about uh, I mean, all, how to deal with adversity, how to work well with others, um, all of these things. So 
if we if we're playing the sport or coaching the sport and we're not teaching those life lessons along the way, we're really messing things up. It's the life lessons are not winning and losing. I mean, there there are some life lessons in regards to winning and losing, but those are not the things uh, or the life lessons of making a professional. So, um, as parents and coaches, we have to identify what are the things. And for me, it's helping athletes take ownership of their their journey and their life and their responsibilities, taking responsibility for their things, no excuses. Um, so all the life lessons that are involved in that. So as coaches, we've got to find a really we've got to find time and energy to teach those things. And it, whether it's uh, you know, let's say in college here in, in sports here and the NCAA teams average about 20 hours a week of practice. Well, if you're not spending at least one hour a week sitting down and talking to your team about culture, ownership, accountability, integrity, if we're teamwork, if we're not teaching those things and, and practicing those things, well, I, I don't know why we're doing this. That, that, yeah. Again, like yeah. what, what is the point of youth athletics to have fun until we get burned out or injured or something like that? And then we quit. So the goal is to teach these life lessons along the way. So character is really important. And as coaches and parents, we need to be the ones to teach these lessons in these things. So parents, if you're listening and you've got a kid who comes home from practice and says, well, this happened and this happened and the coach is unfair and all of these things. I, I, instead of saying, well, your coach is a mean coach. He must be, he must not understand. He's a terrible coach. To me, I'm going to say, okay, what are the life lessons we can learn about dealing with adversity? How are we, how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to communicate to the coach? All of these things, communication. So uh, to me, at the end of the day, uh, what is the point of this whole thing? And to me, the point of athletics is to teach life lessons so that when you go out in the world, you're going to be a good person. You're going to love your neighbor and, and you're going to be, uh, you're, you know, someone who contributes in this society. Yeah. And I like, we, we, we started this two years ago where every summer we have our teens come in and we have it, we have a, a two hour mindset and we talk about coaching uh, mindset, what their fears are, what their goals are, what happens if you don't make it, what happens if you do. And one of our main, we have rules when it comes to the gym, especially with our kids. And one of the rules is like being a good human is literally the top of my list. I, like, yeah. I don't care what you can lift, what you can play, but are you a nice person? Uh, and respect everyone that respects you. And uh, you don't have to like everyone, but you can respect the fact that they're doing they're, they're on their journey and they're doing their thing um now i know we don't have a lot of time and i'm just gonna uh, kind of wrap things up with this last bit if that's okay with you um so just in regards because like like this was brilliant and i really did enjoy it and if you haven't got it yet get it it's because it's if you're a coach definitely get it because like i know i can relate to some of the stories one or two of the stories um but when it comes to parents who kind of, I suppose you'd say pushy parents are trying to live their non-professional um, career through their kids. Um, what would be your kind of biggest piece of advice you could give a parent who thinks that their kids should be pushed or uh, needs to go into specialized coaching to become the 1%? Um, where, where would you... Yeah. So my, my best advice with that is that, you know, my oldest kid is 26 years old now and uh, I'm, I'm the oldest of seven kids and six of us played in college. Uh, and so 
as a parent, if, if I'm speaking to a parent, my first thing is you want to be able to enjoy watching your son or daughter play for as long as possible. And if they quit playing at 10, 11, 12 years old because of you, 20 years down the road, you're going to be really sad and regret that versus if you created an environment to let them play as long as they could, 16, 17, 18, maybe beyond. And, you know, the, most of the parents I talk to that are older and their kids are out of the house, they would say they would give anything to have one more day at the field watching their kids play. And so if you keep that perspective in mind, when it comes to approaching your kids, my best advice is kids, uh, it, their journey has to be player athlete driven. It cannot be parent driven. If it is parent driven, you're the only one driving the the cart and you're you're put you're dragging them along behind you at some point they're going to fall off and let go and they're going to move on to something else but if you can find a way to put them in the driver's seat and you along the passenger seat and encourage them and create this great environment and help them navigate the map they're going to drive that that cart a lot further than you dragging them uh you know behind kicking and screaming and so you know, for parents that, and I know it's hard. I, I know I come across a lot of parents living through their kids and, and they saw that they fail, you know, they, they failed at their own athletic journey and they want to make it better. Uh, you know, and there's times we have to, we do have to push our kids sometimes to, to accomplish what they can accomplish. But here's the thing, parents, if you have a really good relationship and your kid knows that you're on their side uh, of, of, the, of the cart and helping them out and encouraging them, when it comes to adversity and they have to push something through, when you tell them, hey, I believe in you, you can do this, I'm going to help you push through, that's a lot different than you saying, you have to do it, I'm going to push you. And again, like you're Dra the, I get the image of dragging them to push through something that's not that may have success in that one day, that one moment, but it's not going to have success long term. So allow your kids to drive the cart. And the best way to be, uh, you know, a co-pilot in that is to listen more and talk less and find out what is your kid really about? What do they enjoy? And then finding ways to create that environment that they uh, they can thrive in. And that, and that's brilliant. That's it. That's it. Again, it's a, it's a thing. Like listen more, talk less. I always say that about coaching. Uh, a good coach says sees a lot, says a little. Um, yeah. But Matt, um, thank you very much for joining me on the show. It means a lot. Um, all uh, your social media will be in the show notes when we release it next week. So, guys, if you are not following Matt, he's got some amazing content. Uh, even if you're not, if you're from Ireland and you don't know much about baseball, um, he still has amazing content uh, about coaching and development of athletes and just some funny memes every now and again, which is quite cool. Uh, Matt, thank you very much for being on the show. Stephen, thanks for having me on. And, and my bucket list is uh, getting to Ireland. So maybe uh, you and I can get connect in person next time. 100%. <laughs>